a lot of women really struggle with knowing how to prioritize themselves. We're used to taking care of others first, always first. And when we don't, we feel like we're being selfish. I invited my friend Jessica Keats onto the show so we can flip that script and talk about why it's not only not selfish, but why it's extremely important to start putting yourself first. Let's dig into this conversation on the Biz Podcast. Welcome to the Biz Podcast, where we're going to talk about running a business you love while still having the life you want. I'm Lara Wellman, and together we're going to talk about dreams, goals, and strategies, but even more importantly, mindset, boundaries, breaking the rules, and getting out of your own way. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Jessica. Thanks, Lara. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here, but let's start off by having everybody hear from you who you are and what you do. So my name is Jessica Keats, and I'm the healer, consultant, secret weapon that everybody needs in their life. I help women find out who they really are, what their pure passion and purpose is, and then I remove everything in the way of that and help them put their crown on and be awesome. Amazing. So you and I had a lot of chance to chat over the years we've known each other, and recently we were having a conversation about how hard it is for women in particular, but probably everybody, to put themselves first because it feels selfish. Yes. Many people, when we start talking about putting themselves first or listening to what they need or what they want or they desire, they immediately jump to either feeling like they're going to neglect everybody or that it's going to be selfish. They're going to be seen as being selfish. Yeah. Because you're not really supposed to think that you're the most important person, right? (laughs) Yeah. No, that is not the way society likes us to be. They like us to think that the group is the most important. And so we've actually grown up learning to sacrifice almost everything for the group. In fact, none of us really learn to think self and then the group. Right. And I mean, the only example, and that's so it's why I use it all the time that I know of is the oxygen on the plane, right? Like that's one of the examples where you're supposed to put the oxygen on you before you help even your kid, because if you don't have enough oxygen, like everybody's not going to do well. But that's the only example I can ever come up with that we are all told about how it's important to take care of yourself first. So it's the one you hear all the time. But I'm realizing as we're talking, it's kind of terrible that there aren't other examples of that. Yes, that is the biggest one that people use as an example of taking care of yourself first. And it's funny because I can think of how I do it, but I can't think of examples out in the world where we're given the permission to choose us first. No, we're taught that we're supposed to be giving. And I think that's why it was so important to have this conversation because when you take care of yourself first, you are not doing it at the expense of everybody else. What it means is you're actually going to have more to give. Yes. And you're going to give it strategically. You're going to give it for the right reasons, right? You're not going to give it because you feel guilty or because you feel that you should do it or that you feel that if I help everybody, then everyone will like me, right? You're going to do it for the real reasons that we should be helping others. And I know that you have gone through a lot of transformation and that this exact thing has been meaningful for you. So how has that come to impact you and your business? Is that deciding that you're going to put yourself first? It was actually probably about four or five years ago that I started to realize that I didn't matter on the ladder. On the ladder of things in the perspective, 
I never thought about what was it that I wanted or needed or desired. I only thought about it in terms of relationship with my husband or my son, right? So how could I fit in around what they were doing or what they needed? And it wasn't until I realized that I didn't really matter, which, you know, ensued like three weeks of crying. When you finally realize that, you do the, you have the little breakdown, right? And then I started to choose and it was difficult at first, you know, like I even realized that if everybody was sick in the house except for me, I couldn't even cook dinner for myself. Like I didn't know what I wanted for dinner. I didn't know how to make a meal just for myself because I had spent so many years cooking for other people. and so. I started to turn everything around and I started to start with Jessica and then Jessica and then, and it was, it was really important. And in terms of me actually tuning into my intuition and then becoming the healer that I am today, it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have put myself first because it's only when I tuned inwards and figured out, okay, what's going on in Jessica? What does Jessica need? What does Jessica want? What is Jessica feeling? then I was able to actually hear the guidance that was coming to me and actually move forward in a different way. And so it's been instrumental in my growth and success. And I think it's really important and relatable in that way for people to hear, like I was in a place where I wasn't doing this, but I was able to make that shift. Or I mean, I feel like maybe that's because it's my experience, just like yours, like as a parent, you start to just sort of be so consumed with taking care of your family and just sort of getting through and like them, them, I need to take care of all my people. And then maybe you run out of time to take care of you, but that's okay. That's the time of my life. That's okay. So then figuring out how to start changing that feels almost like the impossible dream. But hearing that you were like, nope, that's it. We're changing things and that it is absolutely achievable, I think is going to be something that people need to hear. But then what do you think or what what piece of advice would you give to people on how to start doing this? Sure. Start slow. When I started, to be fair, my child was like end of high school, starting college, right? So I didn't have small babies. I understand that that is like a different ballgame altogether of like, how do I put my needs, you know, even in relationship equally, right? Like how do I put my needs equally? So if you're feeling like attempting this feat, it starts small, start with what is it that I want to eat? What is it that I want to wear? What is it that I'm doing today? What is the thing that I want to work on? What is a dream I want to start moving towards? And notice your tendencies to put it aside. I think that's the biggest thing is when we start to notice how much we may want for ourselves, but we continue to shuffle it aside and stuff it under something while we take care of something else, we begin to see a pattern of behavior that is actually something that needs to get broken so that we are able to do this. And so I think this past year, because I've taken on a lot of different responsibilities, I actually had to go back to the drawing board and actually write it down every day. So it was Jessica, Jessica's business, <laughs> Jessica's volunteer work, Jessica's other business, right? And so like I had to write it down so that I'd remember and I had to start from that place. So when I opened up my laptop in the morning, it was like, what is all about me? And then what's all about my business? And then break it down from there. And that really helped. That's great. And I know you know, I've heard you say it's unapologetically, right? Like you get to a place with practice where you get to decide that you're putting yourself first unapologetically. 
Yes, because you don't feel guilty anymore. You've moved away from that. And so when family members are like, oh, look at you, you know, or they say something that's kind of geared towards, you know, poking you or jabbing you a bit, I unapologetically, I say, no, this is what's happening. It's kind of like, this is what is happening and I want you around, but also, you know, like if you need to go, then go because I'm not going to apologize for being a kick-ass businesswoman. I'm not going to apologize for wanting to go out and change the world. And I'm not going to apologize for knowing that that's what feeds my soul and that's what I need to do. And it's nice because it also gives them permission. That's the funny thing, right? It's like, we feel like we're taking something away from the people that we love. And in a moment we are, but we're also giving them back something way bigger, which is the ability for them to choose themselves and do what they're passionate about and not have to feel guilty or tied into doing something for us, right? So we're giving them all of this ability to do that. And for our kids, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, I have this conversation a lot around boundaries where boundaries are good for everybody in the end, right? When you're saying no to somebody, you're giving them the opportunity to step up for themselves. But that's not to say there isn't going to be pushback because if you have been doing stuff for people for a really long time and you stop doing it, they may not like it at first, but that's something we have to sort of put a lot of faith and trust into the process and and that we're on the right path and that in the end, it is doing something for them too. Yes. And understanding the pushback, right? Because I think we tend to get triggered and then we get into the fight or the flight of it all. And It's understanding, okay, if we're going to change a behavior, then we are taking something away from people. So they are going to feel abandonment or any, they're going to be triggered in a way that feels like they need to be more emotional about it. And so understanding that and understanding, I I constantly told my family, I'm not going anywhere. This isn't me leaving. This is me pulling back and giving you an opportunity. And then I continued to work it, right? It was a process. It wasn't something that changed overnight. It was something that took two, three years of slowly like, okay, I'm extricating myself. Like you guys know how to do this. Like now it's like everyone in the house knows how to adult. Do it. <laughs> you know, like. This is your opportunity to go adult. Please enjoy. Yes. <laughs> Are there any final thoughts that you want to leave people with in terms of what you hope that they can take away from this conversation for themselves? Yes. So my final thought is start easy, start small, start where it doesn't have a big impact on everyone. So that's not the first thing that you deal with, right? And think about self-care being when I wake up in the morning and I think about what I want, what I want to eat, what I want to wear, how I want to feel and what I am feeling, that is self-care. That's every moment of every day when I'm thinking and looking out for myself and my needs, that is self-care. And that's actually where the love of self comes from. And that's where your confidence comes from. And you know, that's how we reduce anxiety and we start to like reduce depressive feelings. It's because we're saying to ourselves, You can trust me now. I'm listening and I'm acting. And as business owners, one of the things I think most of the people I talk to and work with need is to figure out how to feel more empowered and confident within themselves to go out and tell people what they do and sell what they do, right? So this is what you're giving yourself that you've been wanting and not sure how to get. Exactly. 
you've been looking for it everywhere. And so for business owners, this is like 100% going to help with that understanding their own value, having their own confidence, being able to say what they want to say, knowing who to talk to, seeing other people's value. Because when they start really flourishing in their own self-care, their own taking care of self, they're going to see other people much differently than they used to before. And opportunities are going to come. Amazing. All right, Jessica, where can people find you if they want to come and get more of your goodness? They can find me at jessicakeats.com and they can find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, LinkedIn, all the stuff. All the places. And we'll link to all of those in the show notes so people can come and find you. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me today. I think this was a really important conversation to have and for people to hear. Thanks, Lara. Thanks for listening in today. If you enjoyed the show, I hope you subscribe, share with friends, or leave a review online. And come hang out with us in my free Facebook group, The Biz Studio Community. Until then, I hope to see you online.